this. We'll get it there. That's always good. Gives me time to share the link around. What was that Howard Stern thing? Fluff Fluff Louie? What was it? What was that Howard Stern thing? Was it like Fluff Fluff Louie or something? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I know. I just remember like prank calls. You just say Fluff Fluff Louie. Is this? Or Baba Booey, or yeah, or Baba Booey. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> I, I guess whatever worked for him, you know. Yeah. I think you probably. A friend of mine. Hey, we're officially live. Now people can see us. So how you doing? Oh my god, I am so tired of work. But, uh, <laughs> you know, glad to be here. Glad we can uh, hook up on this. Um, yeah, we had oh, yeah. a false start last week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now I'm glad we could we could get this, get into it. I was excited for you to join uh, the Rocker Boy Deep Dive. And anybody watching the live stream or the VOD, this is... Uh, you know, the official deep dive series that I'm putting out for Cyberpunk Uncensored. And uh, this is the Rocker Boy uh, episode. And I have a special guest with me. Before we get into the deep dive and, and all, all the details and all that good stuff, uh, let's first take a moment uh, to have you introduce yourself. Uh, Nino, tell people about, you know, what you do, where they can find you, all that good stuff. And I'm going to try to get the, uh, the chat going here. Cool. Absolutely. Um, so my name is Anino. You can find me on Twitter at Anino Gaming. Um, probably best known uh, for my appearances on the Wandering DM channel. Uh, you've probably seen Simon kicking around on this channel doing a lot of other um, cool official -y, uh, cyberpunk red stuff. Um, but uh, I play in two of his campaigns, one of which is his cyberpunk red campaign as uh, Jimenez, also known as Carlton Ray Jepson Batista. Who, uh, is a rocker boy by way of performance art. Um, more specifically, uh, professional wrestling and uh, at sometimes uh, vigilante mime. So um, there's that. I'm also in another game of his um, called Scion, which is uh, very, very different. It's a sort of a American Gods kind of take on um, the fantasy or urban fantasy genre. And uh, yeah, that's uh, basically it. Sometimes stream on my own channel. I haven't been doing that lately. Um, it's weird having a professional life um, yeah. as busy as mine has been lately. Um, I don't really care much for responsibility. So <laughs> go for it. <laughs> yeah, go I'd rather it. rather just play cyberpunk all the time personally. But you know, you got yeah. got to pay bills in other ways too. You know. Um, but, no, you know, one thing you mentioned, and the main reason I'm so excited to have you part of the Rocker Boy deep dive is the fact that you play a Rocker Boy and you do it in such a creative way. Um, I think the, the first one I heard of, that's a wrestler, you know, and then you have the whole Justice Mime thing going on. It's just really interesting to me. And, uh, and I want to just talk a little more about that when we get to the archetypes 
uh, oh, yeah. sec section of this deep dive because I think it'd be helpful to people and I want to help people think outside the box because obviously traditionally uh, rocker boy everyone just thinks like you know a musician typically a singer guitar player or something you know what I mean um, and there's so many other ways that it can be played but um, but yeah this is the deep dive series hey what's up uh, zombie zombie banana what's up in the chat I see that <laughs> it's an interesting name yeah. Um, yeah and I've learned cyberpunk 2020 and now trying to learn red uh, which do you prefer? Hell yeah, we love red, obviously. Way streamlined, pretty awesome. Uh, thanks, uh, JT, for the sub there. Um, but yeah, and if you're interested in getting into it, there's Zombie. Check out the Cyberpunk Uncensored YouTube. I have a whole tutorial crash course. It's like 20-something videos now of just breaking down the mechanics of Cyberpunk Red. And that's where you'll find the Rocker Boy rollability uh, breakdown. That's where you're going to find more crunch more details on how the mechanics work. For deep dive, I like to, you know, we're going to talk about life path, creative thinking ideas of how to play a rocker boy, what these different things mean, archetypes, uh, recommended stats and skills. This is more creative thinking uh, for the rocker boy, but we have all the crunch and all those other videos on the YouTube as well for VOD. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Um, this is the deep dive. Let's start with the life path. And Nino, I'd love you to take it. You know, Cyberpunk Red has such a great life path process uh, just in general. But then, depending on what role you have, there's individual life path options and stuff. Um, so why don't you get into it and explain people how that you know how it works? Yeah, sure. So um, you know, I didn't use the life path personally um, when Simon started his game and campaign. We uh, we basically had the jump start set, and so um, you know the typical standard uh, rocker boy is someone who's slang a guitar and um you know wrote songs and basically tried to stick it to the man i'm sure folks here who have been playing the cyberpunk uh, 2077 game um you know uh, johnny silverhand is a big part of that and uh, his archetype was uh you know your traditional rocker boy um so the life path starts off with the question what kind of rocker boy are you um, and then you have a list of 10 choices here. Um, I'll just go in from the top. So, you know, we talked about Johnny Silverhand. You know, you've got a musician. Um, you know, that's within the name. But uh, there are so many different ways to connect with a particular audience and sort of move the needle a bit. So um, the second choice is a slam poet, <laughs> which I think is pretty cool. Um, third is a street artist. So, um, you know, if you think of a Banksy type um that's uh, where you're going. And now you have a performance artist. Um, and that's basically where my character comes into play. Because I believe that um, professional wrestling is performance art. Um, but uh, It's almost no, a cro crossover also... to sport almost, too, in a, in a way, you know? Yeah. But it's definitely performance yeah. art, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of crossover with uh, professional wrestling and such. Um, performance art. Um, five, uh, you got your comedian. Um, I know there are a bunch of uh, really smart alecky people who play TTRPGs, and uh, you know if you're not musically bent, I think that comedian is probably the way that some folks might want to go. Um, and then the next one is an orator. You know, your public speaker. Um, a little different from a slam poet in that uh, your orator is maybe... Um, We'll leave it at that. Public speaker. And you've got a politico, um, basically someone who is, uh, you know, very involved in the uh, machinations of politics or could be a little bit more tied towards um, 
working with the corporations and such. Uh, you've got a rap artist, uh, your DJ, uh, if you feel like spitting turntables and being, being an obnoxious person in general. Um, <laughs> and then the last choice is kind of interesting. I had to actually look this up, but it's um, called Eater. And that's basically a synthetic um, pop artist, music, pop music artist. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought that was a pretty cool. I, I'm not really sure on how that works, but I know there's a, there's a uh, really cyberpunk uh, title out there known as Eateru, which you can probably read about it a little bit more and see how they execute on that idea. So uh, that's where you begin. Yeah, politicians can be a populist, kind of a multi-class corp and rock boy. Um, yeah, they're, they're, yeah I feel we like... can probably talk more into yeah, the types like that later. But Exactly. Um... I was going to say, you just kind of tapped into something too. A lot of people don't, haven't, I haven't seen a lot of people get into multi-classing yet. I haven't seen a lot of it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to encourage it uh, to some upcoming players. I've got some, some one shots, some uh, upcoming weekly ongoings that I'm going to be starting up, some new new things. And I'm going to kind of encourage some of that because I think, that's, that can be a lot of fun, and I think a rocker boy. There's a lot of potential there, um, just because of the crossover and the way that it can be done. And I mean, like, look at what you do with uh, your character. Um, even though it's similar in the performance art aspect, um, but doing the justice mime thing, it's it's almost like dual personality in that in itself. It you know almost its own set of skills or something. But um, sure. But yeah, let's yeah. go. Let's, yeah. So um, the next question that they ask is, are you in a group or are you in a solo act? Which um, can really change the dynamic. Um, you know, my character is more of a solo act, although um, as he's grown in popularity, he's done the whole um, wrestling stable thing. So he's got that going for him. Um, and so depending on which one you choose, um, let's go down the group path. Um, where do you perform? And, you know, some of the places or venues that they offer up here are alternative cafes, um, private clubs, seedy dive bars, guerrilla performances, nightclubs around the city, or, you know, just on the data pool, which is basically just being your, being a streamer, essentially. Yeah. So I think that's cool. Um, I think that's definitely something that you want to consider um, because your audience is a very important part of being a rocker boy it's you know who you're connecting with who you're reaching out to and who you're um scumming favors from if you if you decide to play that route um so uh you know when you think about your favorite venues or the places that you want to see your rocker boy playing you, you definitely want to keep in mind the kinds of people that you might find there yeah and i like and how then, i like the variety yeah. here too because normally you know it's so easy as a gm especially in cyberpunk just to be like you know, when you're describing the city, anywhere you go, like, you know, CD dive bars are really upper class clubs, right? And I like how they have in here al alternative cafes. I like the gorilla performances, um, you know, on the data pool, you know, if you're, maybe you're just strictly online, which is, you know, how a, a lot of musicians are, you know, and performers and people. But, um, but yeah, really, I'm, I'm a fan of like uh, uh, the private clubs and gorilla performances. I think that's a lot of fun and it can lead to a lot of interesting campaigns, I think. Yeah, guerrilla performances are kind of cool, actually. Um, that reminds me of this time where there was this, like, two- or three-week period where um, my city, Boston, was, like, super abuzz because uh, there was this rumor going around that um, U2 was going to do a mini-concert 
<laughs> um, but you didn't know where. All they said was that at some Irish bar in Boston, and there are like hundreds of those out in the Boston area and such. Um, so, you know, imagine trying to generate the buzz like that. Yeah. Um, you know, when you, when you think about playing a rocker boy, you think about, it, I, I know on the surface, you think about your performances and that's it. But, um, you know, there's so many different ways that you can connect with your audience and, um, you know, bring attention to yourself or just move the needle, as I like to put it, um, with, you know, the general populace and such. So, um being able to take your voice and your shtick and being able to um, make it mainstream, I think, is a pretty cool uh, challenge within itself. Oh, yeah. Now, it has a lot, so, a lot of powerful potential uh, in the Rocker Boy if, if, you know, creatively role-played and, and if you utilize a lot of these, um, you know, the role ability and a lot, and you get creative with the way that you have the Rocker Boy, it's, it's, it's very influential, you know? Um, so, uh, now that you know where, uh, you perform, uh, you're asking, uh, who's gunning for you, who's gunning for, um, your group, um, one idea is that an old group member who thinks you did them dirty, um, I'm sure we've all seen at least one VH1 behind the music, where, um, you know, they talk about that one band member that they, uh, just had to get rid of, and, um, replace with someone else. I think the Beatles are probably the most famous one for it that I remember uh, when they brought on Ringo and got rid of their um, old drummer. Um, a rival group or artists trying to steal market share. Um, I guess that's something like Taylor Swift and every other pop diva out there. So that, that could be an interesting mm -hmm. um, conflict. Um, you know, similarly... Uh, for Jimenez, the uh, he does have a rival um, professional uh, wrestler that he's sort of at odds with, and um, you know that's really heightening some of the drama and tension around corporate mem enemies who don't like your message. Um, I, I feel like eventually, um, if you're playing the rocker boy, there, there are two paths. One is you can sell out, or two, you can just you know try to stick it to the man. Um, and I feel like uh, being the quote-unquote good guy uh, in cyberpunk is to uh, basically take the side opposite those corporate interests. <laughs> so, um, critic or other influencer trying to bring you down, um, you know, just a thought off the head. If there's a gossip rag out there that's, um, you know, has it out for you, that's uh, that could be a very interesting to deal with. Um, older media star who feels threatened by your rising fame and uh, romantic interest or media figure who wants revenge for personal mm -hmm. um, yeah I think out of out of those two the other thing I want to add is um, you know they kind of mention the, the older media star who feels threatened by your rising fame and that makes sense to me and then the rival group or artist trying to steal market share because you know that, that is kind of how the industry is no matter what form of entertainment industry you're in um, it's very cutthroat. But one thing I do want to want to uh, mention here too, and it kind of stems from maybe when I was a touring musician back in the day. Which um, shout out to Sirenscape. Anybody that's not familiar with some of my past bands and stuff, you can hear the music in their sound sets for Cyberpunk. Really excited about doing VO work there and stuff. But um, but one thing from my past um, 
it's it that I've noticed, like at least in the music industry, is sometimes it's not always like for the same market share, right? Or for the the young buck replacing the old dog, so to speak. Sometimes it'll come from a completely different genre of the same entertainment scene. So like, um, and an example of that I did in my one shot, we had David Noir, who's kind of like this punk rock, rowdy musician guy, but his anti were these these boy this boy band. I mean, it was like opposite of punk, right? So they didn't like it, and there were kind of a conflict of interest there. And I made them the the Borg Street Boys or the Backstreet Borgs or something like that. But um, you know, it, there's also that angle. So within these things, you can also get creative, like you know. And and I think that's important to point out is you can always think outside the box within what they give you. Sure. Yeah, I mean, thanks, Vampire, for subbing too. Appreciate that. What are yeah, you gonna say? It's awesome. But uh, yeah, so anything you can do really to um, stir up drama. Um, definitely do that because, you know, really the game's a lot more fun when someone wants your head. <laughs> um, and uh, the other, uh, so what if you are a solo act? Um, one of the questions that they ask is, um, you know, were you once in a group? And if you were and you left the group, why did you leave? So uh, you were a jerk and the rest of the group voted you out. Um, you know, so if you're I don't know if you're Lionel Richie or something and decide that the Commodore's thing isn't your thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you can break that out. Um, you get caught sleeping around with another member's mainline. You know, that is something else you'll see on uh, <laughs> you'll see on the VH1 behind the music. Yeah. Um, the rest of the group was killed in a tragic accident. Um, Probably helicopter, right? Yep, like a helicopter. <laughs> uh, Oh. Uh, what was that? What was that Southern band that uh, that happened to? I, I don't know. I just I, I just feel like that all it always happens like that. Anytime I hear like in the past of like someone famous dying in a, in a wreck, it's always like a helicopter, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that feel helicopter feels more tragic than just a airplane thing. Um, oh yeah, so, it, it, I think it would definitely definitely be more scary, more rowdy of a thing it, i feel like you know if, uh, even though this is all off topic whatever if you're wrecking in a plane i feel like someone it's just like this and you're like oh shit and your stomach's rising but a helicopter is going to be like oh shit and like sideways and like <laughs> you know what i mean it's going to be yeah, way yeah, more no. chaotic <laughs> yeah no like i remember my physics teacher in high school um he was in nom and he was a helicopter pilot and uh, he was flying one of those hueys and uh he, he crashed once and uh, oh shit what happened to him, him was that um you know, he he was trying to keep things steady, but his co-pilot was completely completely lost his cool in bonkers and immediately hit the button that was supposed to um, basically detach all of the all of the helicopter blades oh before the crash. And like one of those blades went through the windshield and just clonked him on the head. Oh shit! And yeah, but uh, yeah, that was crazy. Helicopter, yeah, helicopter crashes. Uh, that's ooh, that's really ugly that's because <laughs> you know, at, at the end of the day, it's like, how does this thing fly? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> you, crazy. You need two blades. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Legion Necris who's rating uh, the episode. Love that shit. PWB, what's up? And uh, yeah, anybody, uh, Legion uh, over there, they uh, stream some cyberpunk as well. You probably see them in our... Uh, cyberpunk uncensored discord and such but uh, check that out whenever you get a chance as well but uh yeah, yeah uh, awesome. let's keep it moving yep yeah, so uh let's see 
the rest of the group was murdered or otherwise broken up by external enemies. Um, yeah, so maybe you're the sole survivor of a boy band. Like, um, like uh, Simon's character, Elf? Was he the sole survivor of his group? I forget, but uh, he's not with his group anymore. That's d definitely for sure. Um, and, you know, I suppose that could also tie into who's gunning for you and your group, or what's left of your group. Um, the group broke up over creative differences. Or, um, six, he just decided to go Beyonce and go solo. So, um, yeah, there's that. And then after you um, drum up your reason as to why you left your group, then it goes back into, uh, you know, where do you perform, who's your audience, and then who's got it out for you. So. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and that's basically how they have the life path broken down. Um, uh, we covered all those sections, right? Let me just make sure. Yep. Um, yeah, and, and that's that's what's interesting to me about, like I said, Cyberpunk Red, is that they have the really extensive life path, which is always a fun thing from Cyberpunk, whether you're in, you know, been into it since 2020, up current whatever um it's just always been a fun part of it and now that they have these individual life path options for each role it's just so cool and that's kind of what sparked the whole deep dive series but but there you go there's the life path options um you know like i said you can be creative with it you know they, they give you a bunch of options but then within that you can always think outside the box and kind of vary them up reverse the meaning in them things like that like what i was saying before about um, you know, competition and, and maybe even being from a different genre who's gunning for you, things like that. So don't be scared to think outside the box and make it your own. Uh, our Talsorian Games always encourages GMs to, you know, make it your own. Ha, ha, they're giving you um, everything you need, but by all means, if you need to alter things or twist it, think outside the box to fit your game, go for it. And I love that about RTG is they're always, uh, you know, pushing the creative. But uh, but yeah, let's get into uh, to archetypes. And the way that, that some of these can be played. And I think, you know, they, they cover a lot. You know, first part of that individual life path goes over all the different things. And like I said, that I think the most common is musician. That's what you always think of when you think rocker boy. I mean, look at the most famous Johnny Silverhand and things like that. You know, you're always picturing that. But, but there's other ways that you can be creative with it. Um, and even within musician, I think, like, you can be creative within that. You know, you don't always have to be this rebel, you know, rocker style thing maybe be the quiet shy type that that is really good at talking and being charismatic when they have to but you know for the most part they're quieter i don't know put a cork on it if you're if you're going to do the typical I, I always think put a twist on it you know but um but my but my favorite thing here as far as archetypes um and i don't see a lot of it i'd love to see more of it is like the face of a political movement or leader or like a motivational speaker you know someone that's almost got that um, what is it in D&D, &D, the whole bard inspiration thing? You know what I mean? Like so, something along those lines. And it can almost even be treated like a complementary uh, skill. Like when you get that bonus plus one, like if you're trying to do a skill check and somebody else in your party um, wants to give you a plus one, they can think of a way to use one of their skills to complement that. And then if they succeed that, you get the plus one. Um, I feel like it... You, there's almost room within creating the style of rocker boy you are if you make him a motivational speaker. I know me as a GM, I would allow it. Like if the the player played that character and in the heat of a moment, they were like, all right, I'm going to take this moment before we enter combat to tell my team we are the baddest. We're going to go in there. We're going to be sharp. We're going to be fast. We're going to take over. We're going to, you know, just hyping it up. I'd be like, all right, everyone gets a plus two for the next few minutes. 
<laughs> you know, in yeah. combat or something. I think that's kind of fun. And then also I love, um, you know, how they mentioned what is the, the street artist. Um, I don't see a lot of people playing like, and you, you said like the Banksy thing. Like I think um, a graffiti artist that's like, you know, sending messages out there and doing things with that. I think that's another kind of creative angle I don't see a lot of when it comes to Rocker Boy. Um, but what do you what do you think when it comes to archetypes and creative thinking? I mean, obviously, what you did with Jimenez is awesome. It's the first one I've seen of somebody being a wrestler. It's really cool. Yeah. So I, I guess it really depends on um, what you want to play. Do you want to play a guy who's, you know, on the rise and looking for just money and fame, or you know, is there some sort of message? Or, if, you know, are you thinking that at some point your conflicts in the game? are going to change your character's outlook on life and, um, you know, it can swing either way. So I think that, uh, you know, once you kind of establish that, then you need to understand or figure out, well, how, how am I going to use this to uh, connect with my audience uh, within the game and uh, within what you and your group is doing? So... Um, the so where do we go with this um yeah i think any any type of uh for me it's it's always like i'm i'm more impressed when it's like i said anything other than just being a musician i think like not in my history like especially back when i was younger and playing 2020 everybody was a musician um and it 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 always leads to this sort of face of the group that's leading it. The GM has to build around that a lot um, to make have it make sense unless they're just trying to be a rebel doing side gigs or something. And then again, it just kind of feels eh, like it's there. But I think to have it engaging with the other players, to be part of interesting plot hooks, all that sort of thinking, it's important to think outside the box. And I, I think GMs really appreciate it. Like I said, I'm really impressed when I see stuff like you making The Wrestler or like if somebody were to you know, like I said, be a motivational speaker or a graffiti artist. I'd be like, oh, wow, that's, I haven't seen people do that shit. Like, let's think of creative ways to make that into plots or affect plots, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the. Uh, I think that uh, one of the things that I've always wanted to do as a rocker boy is to see, you know, how much of my performance stuff could I get in uh, while I'm on a mission or if I'm just uh, running with the rest of the crew. Um, like, uh, for instance, uh, th there was this one time where Jimenez was, uh, with his group and waiting to get in line for the club, but, um, you know, he kind of also needed to, um, announce his arrival in the city, uh, in, as a new member of, um, the, the professional wrestling, uh, federation that he joined. And, uh, so he had arranged for a fake fight to break out in, while they were waiting in line. And, uh, you know, that was sort of the introduction to his character. So doing stuff like that, um, you know, one thing that I remember hearing when I was um, attending a show and Conan O'Brien was talking was that one of the things he used to do um, was that uh, he had his own sticker design. It was like just his, his, his face, all like cartoony red hair and all that stuff. And he would just throw that sticker up anywhere uh, in the city. Um, and then folks would just be like, what is this sticker? What does this mean? Um, that sort of thing. So, you know, they start generating buzz and attention, and that's something that you can sort of, you know, direct. So I, I think that's one of the other very much underrated things 
that um, you can do in this game too is that um, what can you get your audience to do? Like, where can you get them to show up? And how does that um, affect the dynamic of what your team is trying to do? Um, is it complimenting you or is it um, your team or in sort of just causing distractions so that your team can go on and do whatever it is? Or did uh, did your message just get out of control and it's now making it difficult for you to, um, you know, infiltrate or, um, you know, fight to the death in the streets because there's so many um, bystanders standing around. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's definitely something that uh, you want to explore as a rocker boy. And, um, yeah, yeah and I just think... the, the various spheres that your rocker boy is going to interact with. Um, you know, you've got your nomads who um, have their own culture um, and how your rocker boy relates to that or the corporate culture um, or an academic culture. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to just think about just the people on the streets, the blue collar folks or the you know, edge runners who are just trying to get by. You want to think big picture and see how, you know, how your character can generate broad appeal if that's what you want. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the how you, when you mentioned like the interaction with fans, I think that's a, a, a really important part too, um, where you, you as a player, as a rocker boy, you can kind of decide right there, like, okay, you know what? I'm going to kind of be like, the cocky Johnny Silverhand style when it comes to artists, not necessarily a musician, but how, whatever form of rocker boy, you know, how you treat your fans. Like, I'm just going to use them as pawns. Like, yes, uh, attack these corporate uh, assassins and, and teams, and I, I know most of them are going to die, but at least then I can go over here and get done what I need to do. <laughs> you know, you can kind of be that sort of manipulating terrorist style dude that Johnny Silverhand was. I know some people are going to disagree with me saying that shit, but um, <laughs> but I think it's it's important to kind of decide, are you using the fans like pawns because rocker boys position with their rollability has that power are you using them like pawns or you know trading favors so to speak like you care about your fans you have to use them when you need them to get things done but it's in a way out of like respect because you really appreciate your fans so it depends on are you looking out for their best interest but still trying to work with them like i don't know it's 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 interesting to me but the dynamic between fan and rocker boy can be pretty crazy because think about the times as a, as a rocker boy you know you're you might have a fan jump in a fight with you or, you know, you get to that, that I forget what level it is, seven or something, or I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't, again, that crunches in those videos, my rollability breakdown crash courses, um, not off the top of my head, but, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, it, y- there's times when you're going to send them in to, to get hurt, you know, and think about that. Like if you were a fan of somebody, you're like, oh man, I love this actor or this comedian or this uh, musician or whatever, and then they're, you know, you're talking like, oh, can I get your autograph? And you're a fan, you know, and oh, let me get a picture with you. And all of a sudden, you know, they're like, oh shit, uh, these guys are coming here to hear me. Hey, go take care of them. They kind of push you in to go battle these guys where you might die or get hurt while he just dips out. And like, I don't know, would you still be a fan? Like, it's it's interesting to me how that could be played out. <laughs> totally. And, and the other thing too is um, that you know is sort of starting to come around in my in uh, my campaign with Simon is, uh, you know, how is your rocker boys um, shtick? How does that play off with other folks in your in your uh, group? You know, are, are they going to become fans of you? Are they going to get into your hijinks with you? Like, for instance, um, a new player, um, Hannah Mation, uh, check her out on Twitter, by the way. Her art's really awesome. And, uh, you know, she's also in both of the Simon campaigns that 
uh, I'm doing. But uh, she's come in as a fixer, and uh, one of the things that I did was sort of just roleplay it and then um, got her involved, her character involved as my character's agent. And so, you know, that adds the whole other layer, you know, that, uh, you know, I have the agent here who's negotiating my deals and appearances and stuff like that. And um, that, that just adds another whole dimension to what uh, the character is doing. Yeah, I I love that. I like that that fact that um it does lead to potential interaction and like um not even interaction but like uh direct uh incorporation or however you want to word it like you said like there's your agent or maybe you know uh if the team's going on that tour they're going to be security, they're going to do this or that and like I don't know. I I I like that how it can I don't know, it leads it leads to the potential of of really locking in the characters in some ways. Maybe not all of them, but some of them in some way. Um and also, I don't know who said it first in chat. I see PWB saying about comedian is my chat role. Uh, PWB says that someone else said uh, they'd, they'd be scared to have a comedian as one of their players. Oh, Dr. Fox, I think it was here. Might have been somebody before that. But I agree. I, I was thinking that same exact thing when I think of a comedian. I'm like, man, that is a creative way to play a rocker boy. Um, and, and like you said, uh, a lot of people from the, the tabletop role-playing community, you know, a lot of us are, are wise-asses. We're all witty. You know, we're pretty, pretty funny, even if it's just to ourselves, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, um, but we always have like little witty shits to say and stuff. And I feel like it, it could get a little out of hand. It, I, I could see that. I see what you're saying that you'd be scared of one of your players. Like, I mean, you know, if you just, or, you know, you can, I, I feel like a GM could have so much fun with that because, uh, you know, if you're if the rocker boy comedian says the wrong thing about the wrong person, that's, uh, uh, that's another angle that could, uh, come gunning for them later on down the line. Yeah. I could see a, a witty GM too playing a heckler at one of the shows and then them just going back and forth for a half an hour, amusing each other with the wittiest cut downs and things to say while the rest of the team is just sitting back laughing and like, I don't know, it could get out of hand that, quick. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Everybody, like, and then all the other players just decided to play uh, people in the audience. <laughs> like, just like, how, how do you come back from that? That would be fun. <laughs> but yeah, but that does actually bring things to the, uh, another point that I want to make is that, um, you don't have to play a rocker boy um, who is a musician if you don't. You don't have to bring, like, real-life skills, I guess, to um, playing your rocker boy. I know that, um, you know, one of the things that I, I sort of dealt with when I was creating my character and deciding, you know, what was I going to do with the rocker boy was that, you know, um, when folks talk about all the cool GTRPG players on other streams who play bards, um, and they, they're all actually musicians, so they'll bring an instrument with them and actually perform shit while, while they're on stream. And I'm like, how do you, how do you compare or match up to that? But, you know, really, you shouldn't feel like um, your lack of a, or your perception that you lack a certain creative skill um, prevent you from playing a rocker boy. Um, I think that, uh, you know, even just describing how you want your performance or how you want to convey your performance and inspire other folks, that's the real um, crux of 
a real important part of playing the rock boy is just uh, understanding how you want your audience to feel so that you can <laughs> manipulate them to do whatever you want for them. Yeah. Um, but that being said, uh, that's one of the reasons why I chose a professional wrestler was that um, I'm a terrible, uh, I'm a terrible singer. Um, if you saw the last stream of uh, Cyberpunk Red on Simon's channel, <laughs> you, you, you'll bear witness to that. Um, but uh, well, one of the things that I always loved about professional wrestling is just cutting a really good promo. And so, um, you know, that's the performance side that I try to bring in. Um, because I feel like that sort of carries on to uh, other interactions just outside of you know the professional wrestling ring when you're trying to um, stir up folks on you know the data pools or just um, stare down or um, you know stand off against uh, other folks in a you know tense combat situation things like that. Oh yeah, so, and uh, Cyber Smiley, what's up? I see him in the chat. Uh, Cyber Smiley and, and uh, Derek from Data Fortress 2020 have a, a show every other Wednesday that we're streaming, uh, Tales from the Forlorn Dopes, uh, some old school cyberpunk uh, GMs uh, with their commentary. It's a lot of fun. But he says Robin Williams played Cyberpunk 2020, so I guess he was a living rocker boy. That's so true, man, and rest in peace uh, to uh, Robin Williams. But yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I, I heard that too, that he was into, he played uh, 2020. But, um, but to... To comment on on what you were saying, and you know, too about uh, rocker boys and how like bards and some players would kind of bring their real life to it. And you don't have to do that. I'm with you on that. I'm more of a fan to not bring real life to what it is. I think part of the role playing game is to think out, you know, get out of your comfort zone, try to be something different, try to have some fun with it. And um, for me, it's funny because I've never liked the rocker boy. Um, I never. Let me back up. I never liked the bard because I started with D and D when I was a kid, you know, but. I didn't like Bard. Uh, I never liked the musician thing. It always seemed kind of cheesy. Um, and I, but I played guitar since I was ten. I've been a musician. I've been a touring music. You know, I did touring and all kinds of albums and soundtrack stuff and just you know lots of cool shit when it comes to that. So for me, I, I felt like it was too real life and thus kind of cheesy. Like I didn't want to play that shit in a game um, because I wanted I, you know I did it in real life or whatever I guess. But cyberpunk, I didn't like the typical rocker boys. That's why I like the creative alternate ways to play these characters like the wrestler you know or like if somebody's like would be a motivational speaker a political leader a comedian or something i'd be more interested in that but only because i i I can play every instrument and i sing and i rap and i scream and i can i've been on tours and done that shit and it's like i don't know i'd rather play like um you know a fixer or a tech or something different something more creative for me um but that's not for everybody. Some people maybe like to bring the real life, like that's their comfort zone. They're like, well, fuck, I'm really a musician. I, that's the perfect role for me because that's kind of what I am. And they're comfortable in that. And that's what they want to do. And they bring it to life even better because of that. And that's awesome too. Um, but for me, I like to do, I, I like to be completely different um, or put a twist on it or something. And again, that's why I'm a fan of, uh, of your rocker boy uh, being a wrestler and stuff. And then what you did with justice mime and stuff, it's just creative. It's really cool. Thank oh, thank you. Oh yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, the other thing, too, is that your rocker boy can cross over into other genres. I mean, you know, nowadays, um, you know, whether it's an appearance on a show or, um, you know, getting a role in a movie, doing some acting, that sort of thing. Um, or, you know, just even crossing into um, the political spectrum and getting involved there. Um, you know, your performance, your 
you know, your artistry is just sort of a stepping stone or could be just a stepping stone um, into other facets of your life that, or your character's life that, um, you know, could just develop over time. Um, you know, they say that the average person changes their career about uh, two or three times in their lifetime. So, you know, that brings us to the whole um, idea of multi-classing and, um, you know, moving on from there. Say, for instance, of Laïs Menes as an example, what if, uh, you know, the equivalent of the WWE in the realm wants to hire Menes as an executive to help run the show and the business? You know, that's uh, certainly a way to consider um, crossing over into the, um, you know, corporate side of things. Um, you know, or maybe if he washes out, he might become a little bit more combat-oriented and, you know, delve into the whole, um, you know, solo thing. Or, you know, a nomad, things like that. You know, the world is your oyster here. Yeah, um, yeah I think... Uh... I, I really feel like that, uh, you know, you can take two or three different steps entirely, depending on what your team needs. Yeah, I'm backing up here in the chat because PWB said, I noticed this just a second ago, would the hostess of a TV game show be a rocker boy? And that kind of plays into what Anino was just kind of saying too, um, that, yeah, most definitely it it it, it, it would, um, but it's a perfect chance to almost multi-class with media. I think someone else mentioned media, like if it was, it depends on the TV show type, like game show, pure entertainment, fun, has a good chance to work with media maybe in some ways, but maybe it's a, a TV show, you're the host of a TV show that's like relevant pop culture news or things that do have influence to where it would make sense you're multi-classing media rocker boy. Um, I think that's a great point to make too. Oh, Cyber Smiley, I see media and rocker being two sides of to the mass media coin. Most definitely, media try to present the news to change the world, rockers entertain to do it. Exactly, they're both influencing, you know, ultimately. Uh, they're influencing people with their uh, their news or whatever they're saying. They're just presenting it in different ways, you know. Um, make sure I didn't miss anything else here uh, before we move on because I want to get into recommended stats and skills. Um, but I do want to mention here in the chat, oh, and what's up? I see uh, Wookie Kev there. Um, oh, and, and zombie, uh, was it zombie here? Uh, oh yeah, I've got to ask you about music writing some other time, but for now, cyberpunk, cyberpunk, yeah, definitely. We're on the deep dive all about Rocker Boy. However, I do a, a, an AMA, I'm going to try to do it weekly or bi-monthly. Um, it's like live GM tips, but I give stories about my, um, filmmaking, my music, uh, the businesses I run, just other random crazy stories. I have a lot of them. So uh, tune into my AMA uh, live stream and we can get into some other talk too. Um, but yeah, I do want to mention the chat. If you have any questions or comments to make about something we already discussed, like the life path stuff, the archetype stuff, put it in there. Um, as we're moving on, uh, we can always backtrack. Uh, we're totally casual and open to, to just talk everything and anything rocker boy. Um, so feel free. Um, aside from that, let's get into... Uh, some recommended stats and skills. For me, it's always going to be cool um, and empathy for the most part um, to start um, because I'm, I'm, I'm always looking towards the sort of social and you know performance skills and I'll get into kind of recommended skills and stuff like that next. But what do you think? Like what, what's your first and foremost when you think Rocker Boy and yours in particular because yours being, you know, 
a wrestler, you, you have to think about the physicalities of what he does, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, <clears throat> uh, I, I've always taken a sort of um, team-first approach when it comes to joining an RPG stream or just a table in general. So, um, I'm typically the person who will choose my class and my skills last um, because I like it as a um, exercise to um, figure out, uh, you know, what um, you know, figure out what uh, niche I can f fill on a team that no one else can, and um, you know, what can I do to um, also enhance um, or potentially enhance everybody else's um, performances uh, or the way they play their characters. Um, so, believe it or not, I was actually a last-minute fill-in for Simon's campaign. Oh, really? Someone had backed out, and uh, then um, I was pulled, and then, you know, I accepted and pulled in. And then when I joined, um, everybody else had already chosen their classes, and so um, I had uh, basically two choices at the time, because we were doing the jump start and all the other classes that interest me that I would have probably explored a little bit more, like lawman, media, or the um, corporate the dude uh, just exactly, weren't available yeah. then. Yeah, so um, all I had was basically a choice between Netrunner and um, and Rocker Boy. And then, you know, for me, I just decided uh, on a Rocker Boy because then I had the you know idea of being a wrestler and, you know, how much I could potentially do with that. So, um, and, and the other thing um, that I was thinking about that was that... Um, the, the team dynamic uh, had two folks who were very much in sort of the range combat kind of um, back mm. kind of um, sphere, and we had a medic, med tech, and a um, you know your typical engineer. So um, the team was um, kind of lacking in physicality, just like in your face physicality. So um, that's where I lent my or directed my character to go um, and just be someone who can defend themselves without uh, without a gun. Um, I, I know that uh, guns are the thing when it comes to uh, cyberpunk, um, you know, cyberpunk red, but, um, you know, I've always felt that uh, if you can't defend yourself without a weapon, um, <laughs> if someone's going to eventually uh, try to ambush you when you don't have a weapon, or you're just gonna have to fight your way out of things, and you know I didn't want a character who would be helpless in that in that sense. So, uh, but definitely, um, you know, empathy and body. Oh, I'm sorry, empathy and cool are um, two pretty important skills. Um, and then, I, I guess it really depends on you know how much uh, other skills you want to bring in. So, me, my focus was uh, was body and dexterity uh, because I wanted you know a guy who would just be a pure athlete and have that uh, you know see how that works out but um, you know there are a lot of soft skills that um, your rocker boy could potentially dive into so I can see that um, you know just willpower um, also coming into play in, a, in certain situations oh, yeah. <clears throat> but um yeah, it, it's basically, you know, once you have your cool and your empathy, then it's just a matter of deciding where else you want to branch out into and develop those um, 
cross skills. Uh, one thing to note, though, is that um, since empathy is a huge part of uh, your skills uh, as a rocker boy, um, you really can't load up on cyberware without, uh, you know, you losing some of your abilities, your way to connect with people. So um, that's where you want to keep things in mind, too. Um, but uh, yeah, depending on how, this, yeah, depending on what you want to do, um, there are certain things that you can add. Uh, you know, one of the ideas that I toyed around with for a while was uh, getting a brain dance recorder for my character. Nice. Um, you know, that, that could be kind of cool, just selling, <laughs> selling the experience of a wrestling match against someone that would just be baller, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a, uh, a solo, a player in one of my previous campaigns. This was before we got the advanced copy of Red even, I was doing uh, Jumpstart mixed with 2020, you know. And um, we were live streaming it. It's on the, the YouTube. You can backtrack in the video, see it like way back in the day. But um, but I had a solo there my friend was playing, and he would live stream anytime he would enter combat. So it was almost like this was before we knew about the multi-classing aspect that Red would come out with, you know. But totally a potential right there for him to kind of be a solo rocker boy, I guess, kind of, right? Because he's performing, he's doing this combat shit, but he was getting famous. He had fans for his streams of doing that shit, you know? Yeah. Oh, one thing I do want to point out, too, is that uh, play instrument, um, you know, if you do decide to go the little more traditional rocker mm-hmm. boy route, uh, play instrument is actually a tech skill. So um, you'll definitely want to um, up your game there. And uh, if you do decide on that, then, um, you know, you can certainly dive into the whole technique skills side of things and do things, uh, you know, add some bonus to your um, picking locks, pickpocketing, even weapons tech, uh, first aid. That's a great point that, uh, you know, it really comes down to how you're playing the rocker boy. Like when we're talking about archetypes, right? Like, it, are you going to be that, you know punk rock musician guy on the front of the stage stage diving and causing riots and crazy and just into combat but like political movement like activist vocalist you know style guy in which case i would definitely give yourself some combat and some body and you know you're gonna have to play an instrument so lean a little bit into the tech side and maybe because of that you're breaking crimes you're you're already leaning into tech because you're playing an instrument like you said get into some picking locks and shit like that you know you're that type of rocker boy but when it comes to archetypes maybe you're playing that political movement leader or you're that graffiti artist guy right so like you need a lot of move to get the hell out of the scene after you tag some area some court building or billboard you know um so there's you can kind of get creative with what stats are important based on the archetype you know uh and and when it gets into recommended skills i want to mention a couple here that i was um kind of kicking around and thinking about when i think rocker boy um one thing i always kind of say is which with each role i think it's important to decide are you going to be more you know hand to hand more ranged or avoid combat altogether i always think like you need at least a little bit of that it is cyberpunk i don't care if you're the nerdy quiet little computer net runner guy or you're this or that you're still going to be stuck in meat space you're the tech you're still going to be picking the lock while these guys are fighting right here you're still going to get attacked like cyberpunk is dangerous it doesn't matter what role you are i think it's important to kind of you know, first start, like I said, with Rockerboy, cool, empathy, think of the archetypes and all that. But then I think secondary, you always got to think, am I putting a lot into body? Am I that rowdy front face of the group Rockerboy where I might get hit first? 
Someone's going to punch me first, you know, um, or or am I going to lean into combat as backup? Like I'm really good with melee and stuff in case we get closer. I'm going to be more ranged on the on the voice or on the, the like I said, graffiti artist doing political tags and stuff. So I have real high movement um, and really good range so I can run out of there and like shoot the guys in the distance, keep them off my ass, you know. But it really comes down to archetype, I think, depending on how you're how you're playing the character, uh, what skills you're going to lean into. But generally with rocker boy, I always think, like I said, social and performance skills, because no matter what type of rocker boy you're, you you tend to lean into your role ability, which is going to make you social no matter what. You're going to deal with fans and stuff. So I always think like you, you want to kind of look into some of those things, in which case hand in hand um, might be important to look at acting or wardrobe and style um, things, you know, personal grooming, things that might help you influence people or get into other situations where you can influence people that maybe normally you couldn't if you didn't have good wardrobe and style or, or good grooming, you know. Um, and then, like you said, playing instrument, composition. I think that can be important. I think that's an, intel- an intellect skill. Um, but I did see that come into play. The rocker boy David Noir and uh, my ongoing one shot. Um, uh, there was a moment when he they were at like a funeral and he was performing. He didn't realize he was doing all rowdy music. And then the other teammate made it through the crowd and was letting him know, like, dude, you're you're playing to the wrong crowd here. Like nobody was getting into it because you're at a funeral. It was like a memorial thing. You need to play more chill music, more respectful stuff. So then he kind of realized that and he's like, oh shit, okay, uh, I'm gonna try to do something I've never done before. I'm gonna do a real chill ballad in respect to the past and blah blah blah. And he did a composition role, and he did good. So he was able to kind of wing it and write it on spot and make it happen. So there's creative ways you can use that, and that might come into play. Um, yeah. Yeah. To the other point too is that if you're um, if you're not playing your traditional musician, if you're trying to go the route of an orator or a politico, or if you're just someone who's just <clears throat> you know one of those rockers who's just in the know, your fans um, like if like say you're a social uh, influencer or something like that where um, you know, you're like one of those um, non-scummy uh, influencers on Instagram who uh, actually legitimately goes and, you know, visits places and then, you know, doesn't do that for free. You just go up there and you just start telling everybody about that. Um, you know, I, I see that kind of um, rocker boy as someone who's very intellectual and that opens up a whole new avenue of skills that you want to play um, and a role that you can serve on uh, your team as an information gatherer because, you know, your language skills um, and local expert are both intellect. And then, you know, stemming from that, um, you go into your education skills, which is the composition. And then, you know, as a side helpful skill, your um, cryptography, deduction, um, and then uh, some other pretty important skills too that, uh, you know, comes into play is um, perception and uh, conceal reveal objects too, oh, yeah. which uh, are de- are definitely skills that um, I, I feel like a lot of folks sort of fall asleep on too. But it will add a whole Good point. new dimension. Yeah, and it's uh, let me see someone in the chat. I saw an interesting comment. It just moved on me before I saw it. But uh, oh, and what's up, entered Zen? Uh, He's also crashed in the Cyberpunk Uncensored Discord, new admin. He's helping run up our, our own West March sort of uh, gameplay that we got going. But um, he also played a rocker boy uh, back when I was doing that Red 2020 crossover stuff. But, um, yeah, uh, oh, Zombie says, oh, you will want Will to... Okay, this is what it was. Yeah, okay. Uh, 
Let's see. If you'll want will to, because you'll want to resist torturing drugs high so you can handle drugs and not break to the corpse. <laughs> and I think the important thing there, too, is not just not break into the corpse, but being a rocker boy, partying with fans, maybe, you know, even just getting excessively drunk or doing drugs to enhance your skills at a moment that you're, you're like, entered Zen, entered Zen uh, says, needing brawling for a bar fight. You know, if you're that type of rocker boy, you're performing bars and clubs and shit, it could come into play. But I like that. I think that is kind of an interesting thing. And again, it comes down to archetypes. It comes down to the way that you're playing it. What type of rocker boy are you? And then how are you playing that type? Because there's so many ways that you can do it. Um, but I think that's a, a great point is investing in wills. So you can dump a bunch of IP into that resist torture and drugs so you can, you can handle it and not be addicted. And, and that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but you know, uh, what I like about the system in general is the fact that there's so much synergy there. Like, um, you really don't have to um, make very difficult decisions. Uh, you know, you don't have to really power game a whole lot to be effective. It's just already there, built into the system. So, um, you know, you can definitely take what's best, or you know, what works best with your particular rules or what you want to do, and then, you know, you're off to the races. A good DM, GM anyway, is going to put you in situations where um, your character will shine using its his or her skills. Uh, hey, what's up, Reservoir Panda? I see in the chat, uh, GM Reservoir Panda, maybe some of you have seen. He's uh, He runs games for Cyberpunk Uncensored. He had to take a month off, get new internet hookup, but he'll be back in, in like a week or so, I think. Um, if everything goes smooth, so that's cool. But yeah, he says brawling for bar fights is only if you don't want to be the Van Dam Roadhouse <laughs> Swayze figure. Martial arts, fuck the world, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the martial arts route uh, to over brawling. Most definitely, it comes with so much more to it, you know. And um, and I think it was. Uh, let me just make sure Reservoir Panda. Yeah, I did see that earlier. Okay, and it says it's one of the great things about cyberpunk roles it doesn't have to define what a character is necessarily but how they utilize their skill set out of the world uh out in the world as a profession uh, the media he recently played in Teddy Burns another uh, cyberpunk uncensored gm uh in his campaign could just as easily have been a rocker boy um that media no exactly like i said i think there's potential to cross over and i think it was um, somebody earlier uh, that mentioned, uh, maybe it was PWB asking about the, the game show TV host. And um, yeah, I think there, there's a lot of potential for crossover. Um, a lot of these roles have that way because the way that I think our Talsorian games, you know, defines these roles. And then within their individual life paths, they give you all these options. And if you look at those options, like I said, there's so many that make sense slightly to other roles in some ways to where like it's not fully but it would make sense in a multi-class aspect maybe. Um, but I, I really like that. I think it, it allows um, for full player agency when it comes to, you know, defining how your character is perceived in the world and, you know, how you're playing it. Um, there's just so many, you know, details to how you can do it. Uh, let me see the, the graphite dragon. I like that name. Uh, red is great for not railroading your stats and skills you uh the role defines one skill the rest are up to you exactly that's another that's another great point is that you know you'll do the life path define what kind of rocker boy who you work with or not who's gunning for you the style all that you might come up with all that stuff but then it really does come down to that role ability your interaction with the fans your influence on them doesn't matter what form of entertainment 
you are, what type of rocker boy you are. Your rollability is still going to be your interaction with the fans and your influence there, right? Um, and then like like the Graphite Dragon says, it's like it really does come down to how you're working those stats and skills. And that's where like, you know, the, the nuances, the little details, the, the intricacies of how you play it um, come in. And that's where you can, your per, your character's, per, I almost said your personality, but you're the player, you know, that's where your character's personality is really going to shine. You're going to define it. Are you that badass martial artist that's quiet but can read people and find hidden things or the more picklock rebel voice box in the front of the group? And I don't know, there's just so many ways that you can play um, a rocker boy, you know, any role for that aspect because of how Artelsorian has it, like like we said. But, um, but rocker boy in particular, it just has a lot to it now. And, I, and, and I'm a bit of a fan now um, because, like I said, I, I didn't like it so much when it was it's always a musician. Um, but I'm a fan now because I'm I, I'm seeing more creative ways that it can be done. You know, over the past um, months and such, I should say since since I got into Red, um, that's where I really started seeing more to the role and enjoying it more. And then obviously seeing some creative ways of it uh, being worked in live action, like Nino playing uh, Jimenez as the wrestler. You know, I thought that was really cool. But um, oh yeah, and so, Reservoir so, so, Zombie Banana. Uh, came up with a good idea. I know teaching isn't in red, but what about a rocker boy that teaches martial arts to people and then uses that to have an army of fighters? I like that. <laughs> you, you know, basically, right then and there, you just described Bruce Lee. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Bruce, Lee's, Bruce Lee, um, you know, Bruce Lee, he, he, he jumped to movies because he wanted to teach his martial arts philosophy and reach a lot more people. And it's not just, um, you know, just not his way of fighting or his personal style of Jeet Kune Do, but uh, you know, his, you know, idea of life philosophy and things like that. So, um, you, you know, that definitely right there is, you know, perfect example of uh, playing a, a sort of a martial arts style rocker boy without doubling into the whole performance artist type. Side tangent. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever seen this, but um, I remember this show on AMC that was talking a lot about uh, Bruce Lee's biography and um, his original intentions behind uh, the game of death, um, mm. in which it was basically, um, if anyone's seen Game of Death or at least knows the general idea, the original plot was that Bruce Lee was infiltrating the secret fortress with a bunch of other martial artists um, and uh, there were like four levels that uh, he was basically had to invade and climb and each level was sort of like a different martial artist uh, specialized in something and so um, you know it was basically his way of teaching or showing that um, you know developing your own style to the point where you have no style um when he reaches the top floor and his fights there with, uh, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a guy who's a fighter and he's, you know, fighting and using his, um, his unique physicality and such. But uh, if you ever see that around there, um, you can certainly catch it and um, see the way that Game of Death was supposed to be um, or, or the way it was originally intended to be. Yeah, it's really cool. And I think that's a great point there, uh, Zombie Banana, uh, about a teacher, you know, teaching uh as a rocker boy and teaching the martial arts to people to create your own army and then anino uh mentioning bruce lee because that's another great example um, because there's other great examples like it made me think 
when you think of like the when I was mentioning like a political leader style motivational speaker like um, uh, Martin Luther King, uh, you know, he he was obviously, um, you know, considered a rocker boy, just like I think Bruce Lee and, uh, you know, anybody that I think can, you know, has the power of that influence as long as, like I said, you're not crossing the media thing because we did kind of mention that in chat earlier and there's that multi-classing aspect we talked about when we mentioned a host of a game show versus like a news show so it kind of matters the details of what you're using to influence but it kind of is uh, I think it was Cyber Smiley that said the same you know two different faces to the same media coin so to speak Um, because they're both influencing you know but uh, but yeah I think uh, you know thinking outside the box that's really cool like Bruce Lee um, who else? Who else out there uh, is, you know, you don't really think about, like I said, Martin Luther King Jr. There's, you know, other ones. Like, obviously, when you think about the big social political movements, um, you can think about all, all the different, you know, motivational speakers down that line. But you can even go, uh, when I when I think motivational speakers, I think like the, from the 90s, I'm sure he's still around, but the Tony Robbins guy, wasn't that the the real tall guy that was the motivational speaker with the deep voice? Anybody remember him? Um, so think, yeah, yeah, things like that. I think, um, oh yeah, Malcolm X, vampire, uh, bites, exactly. Zombie banana. I mean, you could go Mad Max, have an army of riders. That's true too. If you're like, see, imagine like, just like the Bruce Lee route, but imagine, um, you know, the nomad route, like the nomad rocker boy crossover where like you're teaching people how to be badass, uh, you know, cyber bike vigilantes or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, you, you know, I, I think that uh, even just thinking about movements in general um, and how, or just really popular things and how they um, sort of influence and change uh, the culture and just, you know, become, you know, live there forever. Like, uh, take a look at the Fast and the Furious franchise, for instance, and how oh, yeah. that just uh, caused the... Um, the explosion and uh, um, I, this idea of street racing and uh, that whole car culture and how that changed that and brought it out to more and more people. Um, you know, really, in the end, it's just about, you know, again, how how are you reaching people and how are you touching or changing their lives um, in a long, ideally long-lasting kind of way. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I see that... Uh... The graphite dragon says fitness gurus and trainers. I love that. I think that's really creative. That's funny. Imagine. Yeah. I, I would pay to see someone uh, be a Richard Simmons as a rocker. That player. would be great, I think. <laughs> that would be so dope. Getting like, sweating to the oldies. Hell yeah. To the metal. I love that. Like have the tech hair fro thing going on. Like that would be great. I like. I really like that for some reason. That really made me smile and laugh. Um, and then Harshland. Hey, what's up, Harshland? He's. Uh, part of the team there helping us promote Cyberpunk Uncensored uh, when he's on there and with our uh, other projects on the Discord. But he's, uh, he, he says, LOL, Billy Graham. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, yeah, and then uh, Prax is there. Hey, what's up? Um, who plays with, uh, with the Nino. But uh, Jazzercise Rocker Boy. <laughs> so, um, actually, there is a message out there. Madeline asks, uh, do either of you have a routine to get into the mindset before playing? Um, I do, personally. Um, usually, I, I listen to my character's playlist uh, before um, before my game starts. Uh, might review 
couple of uh, notes from my last uh, session, but uh, I also make sure to have a drink, um, either tea or a beer before I start. Might need to step away from the beer thing because uh, <laughs> that's what led to last stream. And uh oh, really pretty. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's basically my routine. Um, just uh, that, uh, making sure that my desk is clear and free of um, distractions that might, uh, you know, cause me to lose focus in a game. Yeah, for me, you know, I'm I'm always GM. So I'm not I'm not playing as much. So for me, always prep is I, I like to turn off everything, you know, no TV, no sounds, whatever. And I'll usually just be kind of walking around my house or living room, just going through shit in my head, like, oh yeah, this NPC, oh yeah, okay, this type of accent for this person, and what's here. I want to make sure I don't forget anything. I usually have like my note printouts for uh, whatever session is upcoming, and I'll usually go over those. Um, but I'm, it's usually, you know, G, from a GM side, it's a little different, you know. So it's a lot of note prepping and shit like that, making sure I have everything lined up. Um, and then I have my water. <laughs> I think, you know, mention always have your fluids because you're going to be sitting there on stream for a while talking a lot. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. Usually, usually I'll try to chill out uh, like an hour before stream, get my mind right and stuff. And uh, and that's about it. But uh, Oh, yeah. Sorry. This just came to me while I was staring at the character sheet. Um you know, why not be uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy as a rocker boy? Oh, or, uh, tech um, crossover too, maybe. You get a little tech crossover there too, if you if you want. But uh, you know, just think about anybody who who you know, has moved the needle or um, had a lasting impact on you um, personally, and um, you know, play that up. It's uh, there are just so many different ways that you can go about the rocker boy thing. Yeah, I love the Bill Nye one, and Vampire Bite says, yes, Bill Nye, the rocker guy. No, I, no, I, I love that shit, too, because I picture it, and it's just like, I forget who said it earlier, how Cyberpunk is set up. Like, yeah, you have the roller ability. You're the, you're the rocker boy. You're the influencer with fans, and you're, you're, that's your thing, right? But Bill Nye, like, he's that rocker boy. He's got that roll ability, but in his skills, he's invested a lot in, like, some tech and med tech and shit, not just rocker boy skills, being good on camera and speaking and such, but he knows a lot about tech and med tech and science and, and stuff, you know? So, again, it shows uh, just, like, you know, what cyberpunk is, you know? Like, you've got the rollability, but, man, the details are in those skills, too. Um, you know, where you put them and where you're, how you balance that. Um, uh, Zombie says, I mean, what about a Twitch streamer, net runner, rocker boy? Yeah, I guess so. It kind of is, you know. You're, you're, I'm a, we're we're out here vocal, you know. We're we're influencing, I guess. We're we're talking. <laughs> I, you know, um, I think that's that's pretty cool. I, I I would feel like that would be very um, meta. But uh, oh, Bob Ross. Well. Oh, Bob Ross. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Definitely. That's a. And see, oh, and that that's a great example of like a different vibe of it too. Because look at his personality. You know, compared to other, like he's just so chill and quiet and soft spoken, and yet he—he he, totally a rocker boy, where you normally think loud and rambunctious. But Bob Ross, yeah, great example. But, Bob, uh, Bob Boss yeah. enters it. Or um, you know, I, I don't know if anyone here has read it, but um, if you want a really good read, there's a biography of Jim Henson out there, and um, you know, if you're just if you want a real challenge, I, I feel like Jim Henson, you could. 
probably played as a rocker boy because, um, you know, what I learned in his biography was that he had such a, a magnetic personality um, in the way that um, people just loved working for him and, you know, it, to their detriment because um, they were always trying to seek his approval and obsessed with that kind of approval. But, um, you know, just the very different ideas in ways that he um, took his creativity and looked to um, connect with um, with folks, but, you know, just do things also on a very high technical level, like um, what was it? I think it was in Muppets in Manhattan. Like, how the hell did he get a Muppet to ride legit a bicycle? Like, how do you do that? get a puppet to ride a bicycle? That's just crazy. <laughs> about all that, all the stuff that he does, um, you know, I, I think that's also another cool angle or challenge to yeah. go. Yeah, and I gotta say, big respect for him too when it comes to to dealing with puppets and puppeteering. I produce, direct, and write a, a cannabis themed puppet show starring Tommy Chong and Andy Dick, and um, I never felt such like soreness and burn and everything. Uh, one of the main puppets I work the mouth and do the voice where I mimic Tommy Chong's voice. He's like uh, this big blue puppet. Um, he's back to, I'm not going to grab him, but, um, but somebody else had to be behind me and be the arms and stuff, but just dealing with that and the positioning. And then when, I, when you see how people do that, it it is, it's a lot of physical work and strain and like to make them look in the right direction and work the eyes and blink and just the details. It, it's a lot, a lot more than you think. It's not just a sock on a hand and like, Oh, I'm going to do that for a little bit. Like, and then you think filmmaking usually on sets are 12 hour sets. So you're doing that for 12 hours. Um, it's, it, it can get pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. Th- that was the other thing too. I, I remember watching some behind the scenes with the Muppets, but the fact is that, uh, you know, the stage is always set up about like three feet higher than a normal stage is because of the way that, um, you know, their puppetry was going on. But uh, the other thing too, is that they were always having to constantly watch themselves on the monitor. And I don't know if, yeah, anybody out there who's done any streaming knows that uh, what you're seeing on the screen is usually in reverse at that time. So, you know, just uh, trying to be mindful of the fact that when you're going left on screen, it looks like you're going right. Yeah. (laughs) It'll just twist you up. Um, there was just a lot of choreography that was going on uh, when you think about it uh, on those puppet shows. Yeah, but totally rocker boy. I totally see that. Yeah, and uh, Zombie says, "Man, the Cookie Monster rocker boy." <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, I don't know about Henson. Maybe he's the tech to the rocker boy Goblin King. Uh, entered Zen says, um, but yeah, no, I, I totally uh, like all these uh, suggestions and things. It's 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 fun because, like I said. I started enjoying or at least appreciating, I should say, the rocker boy role when I started seeing and reading and thinking outside the box, things other than just a musician. But even now, just doing this deep dive, I'm really enjoying, uh, you know, the community and chat kicking out ideas and what we've kind of uh, come up with here, um, even from Anino mentioning the uh, Bruce Lee because of someone mentioning about training and having an army in the chat, thinking of the artist route, like uh, when you mentioned Banksy and coming in here with Bob Ross and, uh, you know, Bill Nye, uh, and things like that. It's just, it's so cool. And it really, I don't know, for me, it really makes you think and realize, 
just how creative you can be with this. And you, if you really just take a moment to think outside the box with these roles, uh, you can get really creative with it. And then uh, the other takeaway that I really liked about this, and it came from chat, uh, reiterating kind of what we were saying with it, um, just the details of how skills can define the, the character. You know, you've got the character set with a role. You've got that role ability because that's how you're playing the character. And, it, and it, it, it is that, you know, that's how the public sees you as that role. But by all means, man, you can you can do whatever you want with the skills to make that character whatever. You know, you could you could ultimately be just as badass as a solo, but as a netrunner. Or, you know, just as tech savvy as a tech, but a rocker boy, like Bill Nye style by, by being real tech in the skills, but real rocker boy in the role ability and stats, so to speak. But, but as you see, the details with what you can do here are awesome. You know, you have a lot of variety and a lot of options uh, if you're creative thinking. I just want to make sure we don't miss anything else from chat here. Um, if anybody else has any other uh, questions or suggestions... Uh, get them in while you can, uh, because we're going to wrap this session. I feel like we did a really, really great deep dive of the Rocker Boy. Um, like I said, I got I, I got some takeaways from this, so I know it was a, a great uh, session, a great episode, because um, we weren't just you know talking in one direction, giving ideas and stuff. I feel like man, this was really cool. Like I got to give some ideas, but I actually got some cool ideas that I got to take away. I always love when that happens. Um, yeah, and what I'll do while while uh, while chat. You think of any last questions, maybe there aren't any, but I'll give you a moment. I just do want to give a shout out to all my supporters on Patreon. Um, I like to try to you know, give them a little plug, uh, at least in every live stream that I can. Uh, first and foremost, Anino of Anino Gaming here. Uh, love the support, man. Really appreciate you. Um, and Absolutely. Chris Anderson, Steve Barr at Sirenscape, Jason Weaver, Matt, who's also GM Reservoir Panda, part of our team, Samurai Matt, Corruption, Rothen, who's also Renegade. I mean, a lot of people part of the team. I really appreciate you guys, seriously. Um, and uh, Simon Peter, Method, Nick Filippo, Dolan Pondsmith, great artist, part of the Pondsmith family, Chris Pilkington, William Huddleston, uh, and he's getting ready. He just uh, joined up for some of the gameplay. Uh, like I said, I'm getting ready to start some new monthlies, a new weekly ongoing for another brand. I'm going to talk about that soon when I can, uh, but he just signed up. I'm going to be getting him into some of the uh, live streaming gameplay as well. Um, but yeah, that being said, uh, Anino, do you want to give everybody another plug on everything that you have going on, where they can find you, upcoming streams, any of that good stuff? Yeah, sure. So uh, you can find me on Twitter, um, at Anino Gaming. Um, there you'll see uh, my updated RPG schedule, uh, random pictures of my cats, and uh, the various computers and peripherals that I've been building in my spare time because... Uh, board <laughs> so uh let's see as upcoming streams go um i have three weekly streams going on right now um friday nights at 8 30 p.m eastern is um uh, my the cyberpunk red campaign that i'm in um dm'd by uh wandering dm featuring uh praxagora tesmophoria and uh myself and a host of other folks we've been going on for over a year now um and uh you know i feel like you we keep building more and more chemistry and um, doing lots of cool stuff. So uh, definitely um, tune into that on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Also on the Wandering DM channel is a game called Scion, which um, 
sort of urban fantasy, urban myth, uh, in the same vein of as American Gods. Uh, that's also a pretty cool system, by the way. Um, but uh, essentially, you play fledgling godlings, and uh, your story is basically your path towards um, legend and uh, godhood. And then on Sundays, um, reaching the climax of our um, campaign there, but um, I'm also playing in a Dark Matter game. Uh, Dark Matter is a uh, sort of skin, I guess, a sci-fi, science, fantasy skin on um, D&D 5e. Gives it a really cool um, space setting to, to play around in. And, uh, you know, we're in the uh, final battles or throws of the final battles. So tune in there. Uh, that's on the Other Doc channel at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time on Sundays. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get uh, into some other projects as, uh, you know, things continue to develop and folks start to wake up from this uh, semi-pandemic yeah. semi state. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so and hopefully that's more. All I've got. Yeah, and hopefully more crossover too. Uh, I don't want to mention it was a lot of fun doing some crossover gameplay and stuff. Hopefully we'll do some more of that in the future. And um, and just so everybody knows in chat, uh, when this is done, um, and definitely in the VOD on YouTube that we promote and post everywhere, um, I'm going to put in the description here um, all the links. You know everything, so you can find a Nino. You can check them all out. I'll probably also drop some Wandering DM in there. Um, so you can see that gameplay. A Wandering DM is also a partner of mine. He's a fellow admin on the Cyberpunk Uncensored Discord. I'm um, going to help us promote that and, and help that grow. So that's really cool. Um, but aside from that, you can hit up cyberpunkuncensored.com and get a bunch of free assets. I want to point that out, like you know, auto-calculating fillable character sheets and NPC sheets, cyberdeck sheets, program sheets, and um, just so much stuff. I'm forgetting half of it, but there's just so much there, so many creative talented people from the community have been posting there and just just we have so many free assets there it's awesome so go to cyberpunkuncensored.com and then while you're there check out all the links to um you know the youtube channel and podcasts and other things i have going on you'll see all the different series and live streams and gameplay and everything um all the other gms we promote um it'd be great if you guys just you know show us some love give a share give a like uh, go look up a nino and see everything he has going give him a share and a like and, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I don't see any more big questions coming through from chat. Um, just, again, props to chat for coming through. I really appreciate all of you for contributing to all the live streams that we do. And uh, and thanks to you and Nino for joining me once again. And, uh, yeah, and everybody uh, in the chat, let me see, Renegade Discord. Uh, yeah, Cyberpunk Uncensored Discord. Uh, you can look it up. Um, but again, I'll put all the links in the description when this is done, and I'm sure you'll see us posting around the, the archived uh, VOD from the YouTube, um, and that'll have all the links there as well. But uh, but yeah, look up Cyberpunk Uncensored on Discord and join us there. That's a great uh, spot to, I don't know, network, find a lot of GMs, players, and, and everybody from the community. But uh, that being said, um, we'll end this transmission. Uh, I'm really happy with the way it went. And again, thanks you, thanks for joining me. Thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Take care. Peace out.